from Commander's Palace Restaurant in New Orleans. We're out to lunch with Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist, Peter Raschuti. It's business New Orleans style. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm Peter Raschuti, and I'm way out of my area of expertise today. I'm out to lunch at Commander's Palace with two fashion designers, Alicia Zenobia and John Delgadillo. Alicia, John, thanks for joining me. What do you think of what I'm wearing? Like I said, I love your tie. I think it's great. It's got little coffee cups on it. Yeah, you think? Uh, it's yummy. Yummy, <laughs> yummy. That's a, I guess that's <laughs> a word. It's a little tasty. <laughs> might, might be a word used in this industry. I'm not sure. In the, in the old New Orleans economy, when people talked about moving here for work, it usually meant coming in town because an oil company had transferred them. Now a lot of those oil companies have got up and gone. But ironically, the New Orleans economy has never looked brighter, thanks in part to all kinds of smart and talented people who are moving here for work. The job they've created here, though, is often something they've created. In some cases, a whole new industry that they're creating. John Delgadillo, you moved to New Orleans from Los Angeles. Yes. Alicia Zenobia, <laughs> you moved here from New York. What made you both move here, and what was the state of the fashion industry when you arrived? Uh, Alicia? Well, I moved here actually on a whim. I did not intend on staying here. I came for a, a basically a sabbatical from all the madness that I was going through in New York with the fashion industry, it was very, very difficult to break in anywhere, no matter how good you were at what you did. I was doing a lot of sample work, um, a lot of production for smaller fashion companies there, and I really wanted to start doing my own thing. And was this a good spot to do it? This was the best spot, and I had no idea it would be like that. But when I came down here, it was just so welcoming to any kind of person that had any kind of creative ability. So. Just we came have right yummy, in. yum, yum. And the food oh, is here. The food is coming. <laughs> See, so now we can eat your tie, too. It's yummy. Oh, that'll be good. We, do, we have new enthusiasm. That's great. The, uh, and, John, before you start uh, eating and get your mouth full there, I'm asking, what brought you here? Now, you, you came in from L.A. From Los Angeles. Thank you. And pretty much the same exact reasons. They're, with all the reality show hype and everything on, you know, Project Runway, the fashion show, and just the magazine hype and the celebrities wearing clothes, now you have, instead of a select group of people who were actually artists going into an industry, you have everybody and anybody trying to become a fashion designer. And now it has, from art, it has transformed into business, which is kind of sad, because I, my personal feeling is a true artist should be a designer. You, if you're in it for business, you need to get out. Okay. Because you're killing it. That's very applicable to New Orleans, too. I notice a lot of the people that have come here in any artistic field, if they're coming here to do it for the money, it's kind of... They're, they're not, it's not that they're ethically or morally doing it for the wrong reason. It just kind of kicks them in the butt because when they shift their focus to pandering to some kind of audience, it doesn't seem to work out well. If they're bringing it from the inside out and just doing it because they love it and doing it because they want to see what's in their head come to life, is it, one it of those seems things to they work say out. Yeah. Where you, know, you, you love what you do and the money will come anyway? Exactly. I found that to be true. Yes. If you build it, they will come, but it's got to come from the heart. Mm -hmm. In New Orleans, it has to come from the heart. And I was told when I moved here that I would not be able to do it because nobody knew me. I was not from here. And it's New Orleans is its own bubble. Right. Well, I bursted that bubble. And so is Alicia. We came in. We tore it down. We said, you know, excuse the French. Screw you. You're not going to tell me I can't. And we're doing a very <laughs> good job. And we're two of the predominant designers in the city. 
So you haven't come here just to make a lot of money and go back and buy the Dodgers in no. L.A.? No, no, that, was, uh, no. That, was, that was my original thought. <laughs> no, matter of fact, <laughs> my <laughs> thing is, is once business is truly opened and licensed and everything else, because I'll say it, I do everything under the table right now, get used to it. But, <laughs> you know, uh, as On many the record. of us. On the block. The people had, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the thing is, is once it gets licensed and everything else, I am giving 20% of all my profits to the Louisiana SPCA from the get-go. Now, that's mm -hmm. I w wanted to get so. it to that point. You are a big... Animal lover. Definitely. Love my animals. Woof, woof. They, uh, <laughs> I had doggies all my <laughs> life. <laughs> Rabbits. <laughs> cats. And Alicia, you are uh, part of the Nutria movement? I am. I participated with um, a group called Righteous Fur, and they started basically buying pelts from a trapper, I think in Laf Lafayette? I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere in the swamps. Lovely man who's been catching and skinning pelts. Not catching and releasing, which is where I thought you were going. No, <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so this is I, funny look, going from the LASPCA to, to slaughtering Nutria. animals, but Nutria are a pest. They are actually destroying the swampland and catching, they're not native either. They were actually introduced here Was as... from South America or something? I yeah. believe so. Something yeah. similar to like a capybara They need South dental America. work. Have you ever seen them? They, they have orange some gnarly teeth. Like orange teeth. Mm -hmm. uh, John, you, you mentioned earlier that... Um, um, you're a subject of a reality show now, right? Yes. Now, now, what is this about? The show is going to be about what I was just talking about, actually, the opening of my business. It's going to show the developing of my first national ad. It's going to, um, how do you say, it's like three reality shows, the ideas of three different reality shows just put into one smash, here you go, and, you know, and we're going to serve it. That's that's it. It's going to be served. It's going to be a, 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 and it's going to show the the audition process. So you kind of have America's Next Top Model in there. Then you have, you know, Real Housewives drama and uh, flash mob. You know, the intro oh, to yeah. it's going to be a flash mob. It's just going to be crazy off the wall, and there's no way it's not going to go over well. I <laughs> because it's me. Hello. <laughs> now I know the usual people listening to the show are probably asking themselves now the. Um, how do these folks make any money? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I know you said that's know. not the goal. <laughs> You're still working on that yourself, Alicia. That's good. They, uh, it's a boy. You, um, you, I have pictures here of some of the things that both of you have designed. Mm -hmm. Really amazing, amazing things. How do you present it? How does what? What is the business aspect of it? I think, as far as the money aspect goes, everything that I make is usually um, it. It gets bought by private private clients yeah. and you know sometimes we make custom work and things like that but everything that we earn pretty much goes back into it so i wouldn't say it's the most profitable thing but that's not that's not our goal what's the honey you design something and then where does it go like you've sketched something out and mm -hmm. what's next what's the next step make it <laughs> make okay it. all right make, make it, it in our studios and then there's so many shows that have been popping up at least since yeah. i've been here and we we do we do the same circuit of shows mm -hmm. now and we've really teamed up like in the beginning it was kind of like she was doing her thing and i was doing my thing and we decided that it was kind of like we were great business minds together we we're going to do our own separate things but we we're going to help each other out along the way yeah. i think it's just subconsciously just happen that way mm -hmm. like and these shows these are fashion shows yeah fashion, fashion shows, shows. Nice. So one coming up March 4th I think uh, one of you is in that one is that um, March 4th is Alegria Alegria mm -hmm. that yeah that one was fabulous it yeah. was yummy it's it's R delicious what I'm getting these are edible clothing and what I do is we audition designers it's like pro it's a mini project runway. Okay. We auditioned about 15 designers. We pick six of them. Normally, by the time the show comes around, only four or five are left because it is kind of strenuous. They create eight outfits and they battle on the runway. And we have a panel of judges: Mickey, Missy Wilkinson from the Q, um, Susan Legenhenig from the Times Picayune fashion editor, 
uh, Jolie and Elizabeth, Alicia Zenobia last year's winner, Bernadette Klotz the year before his winner, and they will judge all those outfits. And, and what happens to the winners? Is something like when they we get do this tons th of press, okay. and they win $1,000 cash. And then does somebody help? Does somebody in the audience potentially help bring these forward, these ideas? Uh, you know what? It's more of a competition for right there and then, and what I do, do it the point behind it is to fuel people to keep it going. And then throughout the year, I'll be in contact with them when these shows that mm -hmm. Alicia and I do, right. we'll be in contact and say, okay, you fit into the idea of what this show is as a designer. Do you want to participate? Mm -hmm. So we kind of just mentor them through it just to keep them going. And, then and that's slowly definitely been how we got closer to yeah. working together. He had been trying to get me to do Allegria for a couple of years before yeah. I was agreed to it. Because I prefer to be more collaborative with other designers than compete. But finally, he broke me down and I did it. And she and, won. And I won. And, and then it was she went wonderful. to Fashion Week, and she won Fashion Week two and weeks fashion later. Fashion Week is where? Fashion Week, I believe, is at the Sugar, Sugar Mill. Mill. And ah. um, it's, it's now, three or four days events. Years ago in New Orleans, has this been As far as I know, no. As far as I, I know, no. I know no. that they had tried to So we were all walking around week. in sacks about three years ago, and then No, you guys I mean, you look out in the street, I'm sure there's someone walking around in a beautiful costume at this point. There's a lady in a hook skirt over there. That's incredible. I need to point that out. Oh, she has a beehive But I mean, the... The industry didn't really the, exist The industry much. as uh, fashion, fashion industry that is known in New York and Milan and it, everywhere else doesn't, still doesn't really exist, exist. But there's always been a costuming culture here. That's true. No, that's, uh, which is very, very close what to What does fashion. it take to make, uh, to make this a fashion center? Is it a certain kind of attracting a certain kind of people? Is it money? What is it? I think like in any artistic thing here, I think here. that one of the things that could help a lot is to have people that are more on a managerial level that can sort of take sort of like um, an agent you know someone that can take a creative mind right. and put it into a business format because anyone that's got a very right-brained attitude is not always that good at putting together a solid business and we don't have we have a lot of creative people but we don't necessarily have a lot of people that sort of want to turn that into something that's for profit I'm just business. opening a can of worms here and I don't care I'm going for it all right. The people that are in charge of what is happening now, or the people at least that think they're in charge of what's happening now, are in it for the money. Mm. No, this national. They're not in everywhere. It, they're not in it. No, in oh, this he, city. Oh, okay. They're not in it because they love fashion. Oh. Okay. They're not in it because they have a fashion degree. They're not in it because they know anything about the fashion business. They're in it for a dollar in their pocket, and it's the wrong way to go. Okay, and I'm just, I'm opening that can of worms, I'm putting it out there, and they can come after me. I don't care. It could care. be a can of actually whoop ass, actually. Them to their so face. Kind of odd, uh... I will say it to their face. They need to educate themselves on the fashion industry. You don't have a degree in anything that has to do with fashion. You know, as a business mind, great, but let somebody who has a degree in the field in which you right. are trying to help out in any aspect of that field, come in and help you and direct you in the right direction. You know what I mean? Well, and, these, so, these, and when I, you mention these people, uh, you know, going for the money, where is the money? Who makes the money? Where's the money in the process? Is it okay? Who makes the money? The designers sure as hell aren't seeing any. Okay, of it. so we got that out. We have to have a fashion market. Mm -hmm. We don't have a fashion market. We don't have one central location where there's a bunch of showrooms where the buyers from New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Texas can come in and hit all the showrooms in one day. Mm -hmm. Unless we have that, we're never going to have a fashion can market. Can that be done? That it can be done. It's already. I, I was approached about it two days ago to manage it. Well, it can be done, and I'm going to do it. Part of this market that they want to get going, it will be interior space, 
it will be fashion designers showrooms it will be wholesale showrooms all the way around but for accessories also and then fabric vendors so we're going to be pulling fabric vendors into the city because we need the resources here we shouldn't have to go to texas where they have really great fabric stores i shouldn't have to fly back to los angeles once or twice a year to buy an expensive but good fabric you know she shouldn't have to be ordering from new york they want industry here it has to be a full circle mm-hmm. it sounds like a great industry for us to uh to and be and in you here know what? and there's tons of since katrina because there's so many vacant buildings like that could be used as factory space and everything there's no reason why it couldn't happen and i say this couture was brought to the United States via New Orleans. The first couture designers were in New Orleans. So why is really? New Orleans not on the fashion map? And when would that have been? Would that, have that, been I, that was back in like the 1700s. So why in the first heel was introduced to the United States the f- via New Orleans on a, prof- heel? on a prostitute. On a prostitute. That's <laughs> yes. But so you many know, good things have come but, out of this. They, but you know, it's like, why did the industry leave? I don't know, why is New York the ca- fashion capital? Because it's uh, the first place you hit when you come from Europe, you know what I mean? Like, why, why did it go there? Why isn't it here? The good, I'm sorry, the good young designers are here. And if you can uh, get that... The ones that love design mm-hmm. are here. If you can get that common show place together, it'd yeah. be the first thing, first step? Yeah, and you know, fashion weeks and everything are great because it gets everybody motivated. But fashion week is for buyers and press. We don't have any buyers or press here. Mm-hmm. We have five. I can count them on my hand who are going to show up. And you're lucky if they're going to buy from you. Okay? We need international buyers here. We don't have that and we're not going to have it unless we have a fashion market. Plain, plain and simple. They can have fashion shows up the yin-yang. We're not going to have an industry here until we have a market. That would be a nice name for the show place, actually. Yin-yang. Hello, yin-yang. There's a, there's a, <laughs> oh, work it out. How, how easy or difficult would this be to, to create? I mean, is this something that in a year you could have up and, up and going? I would say it take about at least two years because you have to travel to different cities. You have to sell different fabric vendors on the idea. You, you have to have salespeople out there getting these people interested. You have to work out your leasing. They have to build out the space. The space they're talking to, to me about doing it in is a 22,000 square foot space. So we, we have to sit there and plan and map out where the different categories are going to go. Like interior will go over there, accessories over there. Then we have to decide how large we want those showrooms to be and how much we're going to charge for a space because, as we've said, we're making enough money to put back into what we do, but we're not making enough money to take a trip a year. We're not making enough money to buy a house or a car. You know what I mean? So we need to make it affordable. In the beginning, it has to be affordable. If it's not going to be affordable, we can't do it. Well, that's one of the big advantages we see in entrepreneurship in New Orleans is that it is generally a pretty affordable town compared Mm -hmm. to... Uh, wow, that you know, and I think the fashion weeks and I'll agree. And there's so many more fashion shows here now. Creates more interest. It attracts yeah. designers here, which are going to buy from the vendors, give the vendors incentive to come down here and sell. So I think this it's starting. It's just like a little yeah. choo-choo train that needs exactly. to get a little more speed and power. And it's, it's on like its way though. It's got it's got a pretty fast roll for so what in it the, is. So in the three years you've been here, yeah, I've seen it expand hugely. Huge. Hugely yeah. in the past three years. And, you know, I'm not trying to down people for having big events and, you know, basically exploit the designers. Great, because we need that. That's part of the hype. Mm-hmm. But the, th- the thing is, is it's become a battle between these people. Who one well, comes up a, with that's this a idea? Whole separate issue. You know, <laughs> but no, it really, it really isn't because it affects us and, and it confuses the city. Like the models, mm-hmm. you know, the models are a big part of what we do. 
and they get confused as to, you know, oh, I already auditioned for Fashion Week. Well, you auditioned for Fashion Week. You didn't audition for NOLA Fashion Week. It's oh. a, a whole different thing. Then they get confused as to where the auditions are going to be, you know. And so, like, why do we have two separate Fashion Weeks? Right. Combine forces. I like collaborate. You know, yeah. Just like That's Alicia and I do yeah. as designers, we help each other. I'm doing this show. I'd love you to come along. Alicia That's what I found. I was sorry, you don't view each other's competitors? Um, you know, no. No, not no. at all. Because she has a completely We're different so aesthetic different from each other, than what I do. I like the, the idea of the city being filled with models. Though, that's the kind of thing. <laughs> it's much more valuable than competing with each other. Yeah. You know? You know? And so, like, if they just combine forces and instead of doing two four-day events, let's do a five-day event that kicks some serious butt and we've gotten together and we're not battling and we're not making a mockery of Fashion Week, but we're taking this seriously and we're, you know, going to educate and promote and everything, you know, instead of rivaling each other yeah. and causing friction between designers themselves, because I do this one, I do that one. Who cares which one you right. do? Just do one, do them both and shut up. Well, <laughs> I mean, come on. There you have it. There's a... <laughs> And I'd like to point out, although this is a radio show, you guys look great. I mean, I and it would, and it would look radio. bad if you didn't, wouldn't it? <laughs> There's a, you know, this is the time to check our inbox. This is a, our producer picks a question that comes from a listener, and uh, and you guys uh, answer it. And it's, uh, Grant, what do we got? Well, Peter, I got so many questions this week once we started putting on Twitter who was going to be on the show. Um, you've answered some of them, actually. Somebody uh, called Billy Polcher sent us a question and wanted to know, are there two separate fashion weeks? There's actually are. three. Three. And you I believe this year there's only two. The, oh, so, so... I think it's NOLA it, Fashion Week, which is occurring um, March 1st? Third. Third? It starts the third, which is... It goes a couple days or so. Yeah. And then New Orleans Fashion... Or Fashion Week New Orleans, which is March 21st through the 24th. Now, I do, I, do I understand that you actually think it would be better if we had one? It would be so much it better. So much I mean, better. if you get right. all of those production people together, they could make a huge, wonderful event where they could invite buyers from other cities, they promote it really people. well. They all know great people. They're both doing great things, mm -hmm. okay? But in, it, once again, it's come down to the money issue, and it's come down to who, you know, one wants to be the king, the other one wants to be the queen. Okay, let's just start a monarchy. We can have a king and a queen if you oh. got together, and we, you know what I mean? It's like point blank, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Tracy and Nick, pull it together and put <laughs> your fashion shows together. I just said it. Yes, I did. Call me out. Call me up on the phone. Meet me at a restaurant. Let's talk about Call this. that number on your screen. They, uh, that is a uh, wow. That, that's okay. Now we're naming names. That's the way we ought we to go. Apparently, the best way to do business is not to mind your own. Oh. <laughs> Hello. And I like it because you're not into democracy. Monarchy. That's really. Uh, you know, and really, like, let's just everybody get together. Let's stop this rivalry. Let's stop the friction. Let's quit putting on the fake smiles. Let's be business people. Sit down and let's do this the right way. Fashion gang war. That's how they, uh, I'm beginning you know, to like the whole idea. Everybody has something good to offer. That's exactly. And everyone has their strengths. I think you would be the social together. lubricant in this. I this would, you would be the antagonizer. I'll be the antagonizer. <laughs> get a cigar, that starts the flame. That starts if the you fire. have a question or comment, drop it to us uh, at Out to Lunch inbox. Now that's Out to Lunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us on Twitter. We're at itsneworleans. And soup? <laughs> they're even sharing their food. You don't see this on the show much. Like they, uh, the shrimp. Oh, it's so yummy. It's 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 like sweet and sour shrimp. It's good. I don't know what wow. it is. But hey, excuse me, Mr. Hot Server. Boy, they uh, <laughs> maybe this is the way the show ought to go each week. I like this a lot. They, uh, this is the part where it's going to seem uh, strange. But this is the part we talk about a what larger company in the region. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to talk about today about a 
spent a couple of minutes talking about a company called Ion Geophysical. Now this is a company that is actually headquartered outside of, um, outside of Houston, but there's a big New Orleans operation. This, these are the rocket scientists of the oil field. Uh, there's uh, the stock trades, the symbol IO trades around $7 a share on the New York Stock Exchange, and these are the folks that make the very, very, very high-tech instruments that are used for seismic to try to find oil and gas 5,000 feet under the ground, 10,000 feet under the ground, and uh, uh, it's a great field trip for my students. They enjoy going out there, and if, in fact, this new oil and gas boom continues, this is a company that really should benefit. The reason they have a New Orleans connection is there's a, a big private company here called Latrum Corporation, uh, and they had a division that in, uh, 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 the the input-output at that time is what the company was called. It was called IO at then, now it's called Ion Geophysical. But they bought a division of Latrum, and, uh, and then the Latrum people ended up owning a percentage of this, this big company in Houston. And we think it's very interesting because these are the real smart guys in the oil field. These, are, uh, these products are not only very, very high tech, but they have to be used in very odd circumstances. They get dragged from trucks, they get dragged from the back of boats and all of that. So it's, um, uh, we think it's kind of an interesting company. It's one of our favorite field trips. It's the closest we get to a Silicon Valley visit. You know? <laughs> it's those guys in those white bunny suits with no, you know, for dust protection and all that. So that, uh, that works. That works out pretty stylish. Well. Yeah, you know, stylish. That, <laughs> we can design new uniforms for that. that. Maybe that is what's been missing at this company. Suits. Let's oh, do it. I want to make. She can make a metallic bodysuit, mm -hmm. and oh, I'll make them be great. fabulous frocky gowns that they can wear while they deal with these oil machines. Oh, that is men in gowns, drag queens in oil fields. Man, Love be, it. Beyond <laughs> men in tights. This is God. I, this is the merger. The merger from hell. Actually, is what we were talking about. The, uh, they, uh, Alicia, John, thanks so much for joining me today on Out to Lunch. The business world of fashion is something I knew very little about 30 minutes ago, and I'm sure it is booming here in New Orleans in no small part thanks to you. Uh, I wish you both continued success, and I look forward to keeping up with you and uh, talking to you again soon. John, Alicia, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank very much. you. Bam, bam. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> you have made very interesting guests, and I'm, very, I'm fascinated. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been fashion designers. Alicia Zenobia and John Delgadillo. Yes. Yes, there we go. For more information about Alicia's autonomous clothing and John's cutting-edge diva women's fashions, follow the links on our site. It's neworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can keep up with our continuing adventures in Crescent City Commerce by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, and check out our other shows on itsneworleans.com. They include Happy Hour, Mindset, and True to the Game. If you have a question or issue you'd like brought up on Out to Lunch, drop us a line at we're out to lunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us at itsneworleans. Thanks to our friends at WWNO. That's New Orleans source for NPR News. And thank you for joining us at lunch today. Until we meet around the table here at Commander's Palace, I'm Peter Rashidi. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. <laughs> <laughs>